Well, good morning and peace be with you. Briefly, our announcements this morning. I would like to start with scripture, and this was a gift. Did you know that you can give gifts to people every day, and I encourage you to do that. As you are walking through the pages of the Holy Bible, if a scripture verse pops out to you, why not share it? This was given to me by a brother in Christ. I've given it to you in the form of an email earlier this last week, and I want to remind you of the words from Peter in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. He writes, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. And this is important. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to our first live broadcast of our Sunday sermon here at Reformation Lutheran Church, Westminster, California. This church opened in November of 1961, and I don't believe that it has ever been closed on a Sunday, and by the grace of God, by technology and my brothers and sisters that worked very hard to put this on, here we are, coming to you, bringing you the gospel. I'm reminded of the words that younger people use, didn't know what it was, what it meant. It was called a hot mess. And uh, as the camera falls down, and as little bumps and bruises go on, we know that the only one that walked the face of the earth that was perfect was Jesus Christ. May this be a blessing to you. In a word of a couple of more announcements, um, each week we will strive to have this streaming for you at Sunday service at 9 o'clock on Sundays. We also, as have um, done in the past for a few years now, have the audio of the sermon and the gospel, as well as the entire service available on our website that you can find at reflutheran.org. And then for those that don't have internet connectivity or even a computer, I will make available through the mail the written uh, form of my, my sermon for you to read. I urge you all to pray. I urge you all to make phone calls, and I urge you all to rest in God's perfect peace. To let you know in this church we are striving to stay connected to our people, especially those that are alone. We have a large population of, of people that are not with family, and so we have established call trees where there are people that have been assigned three or four or more individuals to call on a, either a daily or every other day basis, and I encourage you all to reach out and touch those that you know and love and, and ask them how they're doing and ask what they need. And if you find a need, I pray that you would give us a call or send us an email and identify that need so that we can help and we can be the church, the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, that's about it. So we will start with our opening hymn. of Jesus I fain would take my stand the shadow of an ID in a weary 
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess, confess our, our sins, God, God who, who is faithful, faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us take a moment of self-reflection. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father. Most, Most merciful God, God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly, we justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the, For the sake, sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that, so that we, we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the, to the glory of your holy name. Holy name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, and we will read our scripture. <clears throat> Good morning. The first reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, <clears throat> chapter 42, verses 14 through 21. And this can be found in the Bible, Pew Bible, on page 1125. But some background on the prophet Isaiah's comments in chapter 42. The first verses from chapter 42 are quoted from God, which are dedicated to God describing the coming of Jesus and his purpose. Following that are verses that deal with praising God for his glory. And then following that are the scripture readings we'll follow this morning, which is also quoted from God the Father describing his disappointment and frustration with the Israelites, where he calls them his servants, but his comment that he will never forsake them follows. So here we are, chapter 42, beginning with the 14th verse, quote, For a long time I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and pant, I will lay waste the mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols, who say to images, you are our gods, will be turned back in utter shame. Hear, you deaf, look, you blind, and see. Who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord? You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. Now we will read Psalm 142. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look, Look and, and see, there is, there is no, no one at my right hand. hand. No, no one is concerned for me. I have, I have no, no refuge. No, no one cares for my life. life. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen, Listen to, to my cry, for, for I am in desperate need. Rescue, rescue me from, from those who pursue me. me. For they, for they are, are too strong, strong for me. me. Set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. <clears throat> the epistle this morning is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. This can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1822. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with the 8th verse. For you were once darkness, 
But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The gospel this morning is the holy gospel according to St. John from the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The reading this morning is indeed from the book of St. John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1664. John 9, 1 through 7. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And after saying this, he spit on the ground. He made some mud with the saliva. And he put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam. This means sent. So the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because we know that no good comes from anywhere else. For at one time, Paul writes in his letters to the Ephesians, for at one time you were darkness. Now, you are light in the world. Walk as children of the light. You were once in darkness, but not anymore. Now in Jesus, you are the light of the Lord. What comfort and what joy comes from knowing this? Because you and I were damned but now, we are not. Now, be careful when reading this scripture. Be careful because of the propensity of our flesh to add law whenever possible. Do not read something into the rest of this verse and find great fear. Walk as children of the light. That could sound like you and I have to work 
and strive to be a child of light. And oh, good Lord, save us. Save us from such a life where our works are dependent for our salvation. You might say, well, pastor, I thought I was saved by grace alone. I thought Jesus trumped my works before God. Why would God free me from the law's demands only to put me back under the law? Listen carefully. Jesus doesn't put you back under the law. You don't begin your salvation by the Spirit only to be made perfect before God by the works done by your flesh. God doesn't save you by faith in Jesus only to tell you afterwards what you have to do. Did you hear me? When you have the feeling that, when you have the belief that, when you have somebody that tells you that you, after being justified, saved by faith, that you have to do something more, that is law, gospel, and then more law. And it should not be. Run from that. Flee from that. That is a poison. Whenever you sense a word in Scripture that it does not agree with everything else in Scripture, that's the time to take a closer work, look at that word, to investigate. You see, God's word can't, cannot err. God's word is inerrant. It is perfect. You may err. I definitely am capable of making a mistake. But the word of God, the word of God cannot err ever. Now hear this. Jesus, Jesus is the light of the world. In Christ, we are children of God. In Jesus, we stand before God totally and completely lighted. We're lit. He's the light. And in him, we are children of light. So to walk as children of light means first to be in Christ. And since your baptism, you are a child in Christ, clothed in Christ. And in light, there is no darkness. However, there is darkness in this world. So what do we do? Well, we get rid of the darkness. How? We confess our sins. We come clean before God about our darkness. We tell him our sins. We confide in him of our evil deeds. He knows already. And then we leave those evil deeds behind, all of them, never to pick them up again. Now don't stop walking yet. Because confession is just the first part of being a child of light. The next step, the next step is the very best one. The next step is when you hear, you are forgiven. Your sins are remembered no more. You are lighted by the light of the world. That's life in the light. It's walking through this life, confessing your sins, and trusting in Jesus' Lent, 
He lent it for you. He lent it for me, trusting in his Good Friday that earned forgiveness. So you shine with his forgiveness. You are lit up so bright that you can't help but be a light and light up others. And it's not your light that shines, right? It's not your light that shines. It is Jesus who is the light of the world that shines through you. His light shines brightly in you that you can't help believing in him. And the natural process of that is that you can't help but do good to others, to love others. It's the natural bearing of fruit that comes from being a child of the light. Now, touching on our gospel this morning, I'd like to talk about this. Maybe you'll agree, nobody wants justice except those who are wounded. Nobody wants justice except those that have been trampled on. Nobody wants justice except, and especially those who have been sinned against. It is common for us to quote, judge not, lest ye be judged, is it not? But in honesty, we're more interested in an eye for an eye. That's the verse that we really cling to. When we are broken, when we are hurt, when we are sinned against, we want our pound of flesh. And it has been said, God didn't give us the eye for an eye verse to set a minimum on punishments, but rather to place upper limits on them. And it wasn't that he was worried that we would be too lenient with each other. No, he knew, as he knows us so very well, that we would be too harsh on each other when we are wronged. And that makes sense, right? Our Lord promises to open the eyes that are blind to the justice that we want. It is a sad state of affairs, as we read in the gospel this morning, that down here, even today, we've completely lost track of sin. So completely that like those that were with Jesus, we don't know whether it is the blind man or his parents who sinned. Who caused this, Jesus? Was it his parents or was it him that he is blind? But here's the thing, all have sinned and all have fallen short, amen? It seems to me that God wants to open the blind eyes, all blind eyes, and especially those eyes that were blinded because they were taken and plucked out in eye-for-an-eye judgment. He wants to return the sight to those eyes. I think he wants the eye that was taken in eye-for-an-eye to be restored. I think... This is because the Lord promises justice in one breath and with the next he promises to free the prisoners who don't deserve to be set free. He wants to free prisoners that are guilty and are where they belong. That doesn't make sense. There is no justice in letting out the prisoners. They deserve pain. That's what you and I say. That's what our flesh tells us. 
You're where you belong. You get what you deserve. We are quick to point out. Justice by the law does not let loose the prisoners. Oh, we want justice. Going off on a rabbit trail. Has anyone ever been pulled over by the highway patrol? At that moment when you see the lights flashing and you pull over and he walks up to your car, are you looking for justice? Or are you looking for mercy? Yeah, mercy and grace. Justice by the law does not let loose guilty prisoners, but the gospel does exactly that. Listen to me. Our Lord does not promise to break those who have broken you. That's not how he works. He promises this. He promises that he will not break the bruised reed. He won't break you, though you've been battered. He promises that he will not crush the sinners. However, he will bring forth justice all the same. That's the gospel. We know that the law must be fulfilled. We know that wrong was done and is being done. We know that God's righteous law was broken and is broken. And we know that lawlessness of the people must be paid for in full. So, we know that Jesus would bear the cost of our sin on himself in the name of justice. He became sin for us. So your pound of flesh that you think you deserve, my pound of flesh that I think I deserve has been paid for. He died so that you and I would live. And not just for you and not just for me, There is enough Jesus, excuse, well, there is enough Jesus, more than enough Jesus, but there's enough justice earned on that cross for you, for me, and for your enemy, and my enemy, too. And take a look. Your enemy, the one who wronged you, you may see that their sins are punished here at this time. But look closer and see that our God's mercy, and it's not just there and not just mercy for you and me to get a guilt trip so that we will forgive our enemies as well. Rather, we need to see this, that his promise of mercy is for all who should believe. His promise of mercy is for sinning Christians. His promise does not rest on your heart being pain-free. We need to know, we need to see, we need to say out loud that his mercy rests on his promise. We need to take comfort. We need to hear these beautiful words. Your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen. Step down into darkness Open my eyes, let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you 
Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made of one being with the Father. Through, Through him, all, all things, things were made. made. For, us for us and for our salvation, he came, he came down, down from heaven. By the, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was, and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord, God, God, Almighty and Heavenly Father, we gather this morning as one, whether here or elsewhere, to praise your holy name and appeal to your mercies by our prayers perfected through your Holy Spirit and by the grace of your Son, Jesus, who stands as our Redeemer beside you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of our blessings that we so often take for granted. We thank you for our form of government and those constructed our Constitution to provide more freedoms than anywhere else on earth. We thank you for all who have sacrificed to protect our way of life and freedom since we became a nation, even to the point of sacrificing their lives. Many have paid everything for what we enjoy today, but we have lost our way and think everything should be free, and it never is, nor was. We have been blind and deaf to your word because of our sinful nature. We often choose to follow the trappings of Satan in this world and have failed to love our neighbors, instead only loving ourselves. We seek to blame anyone but ourselves for our troubles, and we continue to spew vitriol in the face of a global crisis. Our hate for each other can only bring joy to the devil, and he appears to be dancing in the street. We know that you will turn the worst crisis, calamity, or tragedy, whether personal or global, into something good. Even though our memories are very short and self-serving, and Satan causes us to doubt, when we reflect in silence and quiet times, and we hear your word and remember your deeds, we see that your promises are kept, and you save us, time and again, even unto eternity. We are fear fearful, Lord. We're scared like never before. We worry for the future of our nation and that of the world. We have never experienced a crisis as we now face. This new strain of virus that we can neither see, nor prevent, nor kill, is causing more fear and destruction than any threat of modern warfare with our most lethal weapons. Panic has overtaken us, and our lack of faith in our government, each other, and even in you, is allowing our sin to blossom. Chaos is the tool of Satan, and he surrounds us, sowing hate and distrust. Please help us, Holy Father. Restore and strengthen our faith through the Holy Spirit. And if we are to learn lessons from this global time out, please let us learn quickly. Many of your people throughout the world are suffering greatly. We know you love us and take no pleasure in disciplining humanity, but we also know through your Holy Scripture that you do what needs to be done to bring us back to you since our very beginning. Please end this virus. Restore our nation and its people with new wisdom, wisdom to know you and your commandments for our well-being. We are lost without you, Holy Father. We also pray for all who have encountered tragedy recently and for those facing the prospect of illness from the COVID-19 virus. Please guide the scientists working so hard to develop methods to stop the virus and treat those infected. Help world governments and scientists work together against this common enemy of humanity. We pray for the safety of our military, police, and firefighters who face danger every day. We pray for all those in the medical profession who serve to treat and comfort the ill, especially those who are at risk of contracting this virus while helping others. Please shield them from harm. 
We pray for the faithful of Reformation Lutheran Church and Victory Outreach. Shield us from harm and help us to serve one another. We pray for the safety of those who may be traveling, especially those from our congregation and our families. Please, Holy Father, heal the sick. Command the COVID-19 virus to retreat from our midst and not return. And guide us through your Holy Spirit to comfort the lonely and those in despair. Thank you especially and always for the gift of your Son, our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I wish you were here that we could share the peace, but we share it now with you as you share with those that are with you at home. May the peace of the Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. And it is indeed right and salutary that we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us now pray the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven. Hallowed, hallowed be thy, thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come. Thy, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Well, there you have it. May the Lord give you his perfect peace. May you find comfort in knowing that you are a child walking in the light and that the effort it takes to be that child is not based on your effort, but on what was done for you in your baptism and on that cross, his body given for you, his blood shed for you. May that bring you comfort. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.